This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. This is Strange Assembly, episode 104, in which I am too busy to bother attending Gen Con and therefore send my minions to interview Brian Reese, the lead designer of The Legend of the Five Rings CCG. Never Stop Gaming. Strange Assembly is a podcast and website about board games, card games, and role-playing games. Legend of the Five Rings, and beyond. Hi everybody, welcome to another Strange Assembly interview. This is, I'm Jay Earl here at Gen Con with Mike, Mike Cook. And today we'll be interviewing Brian Reese, the, I've completely blanked on your title, what, lead designer, <laughs> head designer, awesome Le- designer? Any of that works, but okay. lead designer for the L5R CCG. Excellent, excellent. Before we go into questions, is there anything you want to share with the, the audience? No, I didn't have anything on top of my head if anybody follows me on twitter they'll see i just tweeted out that uh to everybody who participated in the main event and the second chance today ag gave them free passes four day passes to gen con 2014 uh, when you went and purchased a box from our booth so uh players seem to really like that uh, yes there was we, a lot of cheering when that was announced yeah there we really appreciate everybody coming down we know empress had its ups and downs we appreciate everybody who's here supporting us and uh supporting the game and we wanted to give that back. Cool. Great. Got prepared a few questions, and I realized this morning as I was looking over them, they're much snarkier than I really intend them to be. So <laughs> feel free to just say, be quiet on any of these. Um, Why don't you know how to design this clan? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. No. Um, well, You're uh, Phoenix. You should be happy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was very happy, and then Journey's End Keep happened. <laughs> And somehow we still lost half our territories. Eh. These things happen. Yeah. yeah. Who do we you can all hold, hold me accountable for the cards. Okay. The, uh, the Kotai storyline prizes. That's not my deal. Not my department. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well so the, the, the first question I do, I do have is, at this point in time, we've had the first of the two rules design diaries are out, where you said no blood money, but you haven't said how, you've, how you're resolving that. Presumably that's in part two that'll show up at some point. Did you intentionally do that just to completely piss off the internet, or <laughs> was gonna, that unintentional? We're going to be talking about some other changes that that is relevant to, so it was decided to ke- to put those all together in one place. And uh, yes, I realize the internet is is patiently, or less than patiently yeah, awaiting... Patient, <laughs> patient is not the right word here. <laughs> the answers. Uh, just know I said it before, but I'll say it again. I've been around since the beginning. I remember getting breached. My very first tournament, uh, I've told the story to some people, anyone who doesn't know, I was 15 years old or something. It was straight Imperial. No, Shadowlands was out. And we drive all the way down to LA, which is about seven hours from where I am. 15 years old, I get my unicorn deck, and it was a sort of weird format where you, it was a six-player multiplayer game. And then it broke from there to single elimination one-on-one matches. So we sit down, the crane player was the highest honor, so he went first, he took his turn. Then a crab player went and played Breach of Etiquette, and the crane player played a, a card that stopped it. 
And he played another breach, so the crane player got hit down to one on or whatever. Right? And I was like, well, at least neither of those hit me, right? Because as Unicorn at four, I was the next highest. I'm like, neither of those hit me. Next crab player goes, he plays a breach. Before I get a turn, I go to negative one honor, can't meet honor requirements, don't bring out a single personality in the entire game. I just sit there and watch. And because it was multiplayer, you just that meant I sat there and watched while, while they eliminated everyone else yeah. <laughs> before they came over and took me out third because the top two went on. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've been there. I've personally experienced it. I have no business actually even playing L5R after. I mean, that's my first tournament <laughs> experience. But there you go. So I've experienced it. That is not going to happen. That is not going to be an Ivory Edition. Uh, well, we're good, gonna, yeah. I, I don't yeah. want to have to put Hawks and Falcons back into my deck just yeah, exactly. for that. You'll be able to self-inflict yourself. If you do it to yourself, you bring out Onis or whatever, uh, you're on your own. But uh, I don't, somebody is not going to be able to knock you underneath your honor requirements and just lock you out of the game. That's the worst experience in no, L5R. Yeah, totally. No. So... I can't say much more beyond that. It'll be coming out, but... Uh, no, no, that's fine. I have several of these where I'm sure you're just like, I can't talk about that, but... Sure. Yeah, that was such a vitriolic reaction to, like, tell us more! That I, yes. I, I had to... Well, well, and to be fair, it's, it's hard not to get a vitriolic reaction right. out of anything that's sure. announced that's a change. Well, I mean, one thing, really, we all know what preview season's like and how people see stuff, and when things look on paper, they oh tend to God, look a lot worse. Oh my God, this is so broken! Right? Wait. We're in Ivory Edition preview season, basically, right yeah. now, with the Ivory Edition design diary, so mm-hmm. people are saying this, and until you get to experience it yourself and say, okay, it's not quite as bad as it maybe it looked on paper... You know, this rule change is not going to be quite as bad as maybe I thought it was going to be. Everything, Everything's okay. Right. Right? But, I mean, so we're basically in Ivory Edition preview season, so... Right. We just yeah. don't know what that means, necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But, no, we'll be getting out more design diaries, uh, more design diaries soon. Obviously, Gen Con... Right. Uh, ...has gotten in the Throw, has Throws gotten everyone's the plans in, out the wind, yeah. but, yeah. But once Gen Con's done, we'll be, uh, we'll be back on a regular Ivory Edition design diary uh, okay. schedule. Good. Yeah. Good. And I'm sure that's hard to know where exactly to divide it up, because you don't want to give it all out at one time, like Chris said, because you want to keep people interested. It's it's a right. while till right. Ivory Edition, so well, any any information you give is going to be somewhat incomplete. So yeah, and it's, it's hard to know where that break, where the good break is, especially when things touch multiple things, right. like the honor requirements do. Right. They touch blood money. They also touch dishonor stuff, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. Right, and of course, it's, it's horrible to be told, like, a month before Christmas what's under the tree and not get to open it for a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the, that's the yeah, worst. I mean, I, I've heard that from several people now who are playtesters and who get to play that they're so looking forward to Ivory that they just can't wait. Yeah, I mean, when Ivory Edition, when we first got started on, the playtesters came on, they were hesitant, just like what we're seeing with a lot of players, like, I don't know about this, I don't know about gold splitting, I don't know, you know, about right. uh, pay what you see and, and all these things. And um, uh, not universal, but probably 80, 90% of the playtesters have all come around. They're completely like, yeah, okay, this is the right way to do it. I don't want to go back and play Emperor Edition rules. This is what I want now. Right. And, I mean, we don't get 80 to 90% of playtesters agreeing on anything. Like, well, this is just, you know, this is just unheard of. So, yeah. awesome. I definitely feel it's the right track. And we're just in a wait-and-see moment. Everybody's favorite three words. Yes. <laughs> wait-and-see. Yes. So favorite that last I checked, Sean had the card... <laughs> okay. Just yep. ready to go at a moment's notice in forum posts. Yeah, we got a few of those images that are just ready to go at a moment's notice. <laughs> so, confirm or deny, wait and see, will be in Ivory Edition? <laughs> <laughs> you you uh, can make it the for box province topper? for five honor? <laughs> I don't even remember what the card does. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it, I think it blows right. up the province it comes from for five honor. 
Fine, I will deny it. It's not in there. <laughs> Darn. You, <laughs> you will not have first. to wait and see about wait and see. I will tell you about wait and see. <laughs> and it will not be in ivory. Similarly, with all of these rules changes, are any of my other gold edition cards going to be legal? <laughs> uh, there's going to be cards from all, all over the arcs. Uh, certainly there's going to be gold edition. Uh, there's Lotus, there's Emperor, but there's also Samurai Celestial, there's Jade Imperial. I doubt that, I don't think, I mean, I haven't specifically checked, but I'm pretty sure there's not an arc we didn't touch okay. to bring cards back. Because even in Lotus and Emperor, where uh, people are less enthused about the game than in other arcs, there are parts of the game that are still good, and we can, you know, we can siphon those cards out. Right, those cards no one ever played in the arc because they weren't powerful enough. Yeah, right? Suddenly are appropriate for the arc, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it is, it was amazing. I was going through Kota Bushido, which was an awful set, and I'm like, hmm, alright. We got some room here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's always fun to go back and look at old cards. I've actually got a house at home. I've got a uncut sheet from, I think it's the Anvil of Despair rare sheet. Oh, and you just yeah, go so, through there, it's like, yeah. awful, 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 awful. <laughs> yes. But then there's like two cards that are like, Utterly broken. Yes. That was, uh, I obviously loved L5R in the early, but that was yeah. very, a big signature of, you know, I don't know, 50 rares or whatever might be in the set. 30 of them are just dedicated to the storyline. Yes. <laughs> Another 10 are just awful. Yeah. And then you get, you know, 5 or 10 that actually, oh, hey, I'll actually right. put this in my deck. And well, just, and just broken, right? You get, well, you know, wasting disease just showing right, up. Right. But I mean, not just that, but you also just, how much the game has changed over the years. There are cards that, Back in the day, were amazing. Now, utterly awful. Oh yeah. Or I mean, I was specifically thinking of there's one that back in the day was utterly atrocious, but if you printed it right now as it was, utterly broken, because it's something like pay seven gold. The current player can't buy holdings this turn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? I'm playing unicorn, and you went first. I win the game. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, that would be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a few of those that you know they didn't fit into their into their current thing, but if you want to ever have a fun road down past awfulness. Just look up the card bribery sometime. And I'll leave it there. I'll let the listeners <laughs> look it up and see what I'm talking go, about. Go to our search for yourself and look up the card, yes. Yes, yes indeed. St- staying on the changes with over to Ivory, we're changing the starting holdings, which is it's just cool. It's interesting. Yeah. But does that make you regret giving the Eternity Bug to <laughs> Harvesters and Border Keep? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I regret doing that. I regret the mechanical implications that I'm now having to deal with. Right. Uh, hopefully the players are still going to enjoy the fact that six of their cards, uh, ten total when you factor in the three copies of their cards from Forgotten Legacy, are coming back, aren't dead. So, I mean, hopefully the players are getting their value. But the what I have to deal with mechanically, yeah. Right, those uh, cards are now just Yeah, there. I mean, I wish I had an eternity bugged. But it is, and it, you know what? It's You roll with the bunches and move on. Right, sure. I, I assume at some point we'll see some sort of errata or MRP for those to make them not just stupid to play. You will be able to play them in Ivory Edition. I won't confirm or deny any errata or MRP. Fair uh, enough. But uh, you will be able to play them in in Ivory. Okay, so the the last snarky question I have to give you. So, (laughs) in every arc you have, the starter deck has that one card, the sword, the armor, the house guard. What is it going to be this time? Sword, armor... Pet monkeys, since we're in the Ivory Kingdoms. <laughs> It'll be one of those. Yes. <laughs> Confirm be... pet monkeys. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so yeah, that was all the snarky questions I had prepared. Mike, do you have any... Uh... Well, uh, one of the things I, I really found, um, I can't remember which set it was, but I drafted... Uh, it wasn't Seeds, it was the one before Seeds. 
but I drafted and I really found that I really enjoy L5R draft now. I think yeah. it, that there was a really good concerted effort. I made an incredibly broken cavalry deck because no one was taking any <laughs> of the cavalry cards. So I had like five followers and I could pump them for free and. Yeah. But, and, and I noticed that, uh, you guys have now have people who were designated for draft. Yeah. Was there anything in particular that was pushing that for you guys? The players, really. Like, we've been hearing from the players. Uh, well, I mean, all things. The players, the retailers. Everybody loves draft. The players love to play draft. Uh, retailers obviously love draft because they get to keep moving products after that initial purchase. Right. And I, I just think the format is really fun. And we have, we've really, really put a push into Ivory Edition like we've never put before. Uh, Emperor was a big step forward in draft. Getting rid of the draft packs, I think, made it a lot easier to be able to draft on the go. And yeah. Ivory, we're taking it to the next level. Where we really want draft to come into its own right. Because it is really fun if it, if it's done right. And we're putting resources into it. Design resources, playtest resources, company resources into making it good. So. Right. I, I really think that we that we did it. It's one of my favorite ways to play. Yeah, I really like it. It's really easy for, especially for newer players. Yeah, you can get yeah. draft skill, and then you're learning the set while you're also not being at a disadvantage of I don't have everything. It's an ultimate equalizer, right? Yeah. Just because you don't have three of that power rare right now doesn't put you at any more of a disadvantage. Until someone pulls like Dark Naga or something, <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, well, that's just how draft works sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, now we're specifically making sure every set is focused on draft. Uh, when we have playtest teams, we're telling them, you know, are there rares in here that are going to be Dark Naga or Moto Chags for or Tamago or these? Hey, I pulled this draft. I pulled I this rare. Draft. I win the card. Yeah. 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 So those, those, if uh, if we're uh, catching everything, those are not going to be around anymore because we are specifically looking for those. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited. About and that. I know you've already spoken at length about Emperor Edition and the changes in Ivory Edition. One of the things that's fairly common now is to have, in video games at least, is to have post-mortems. Do you think you're going to have anything like that, or is that just kind of what you've already done with Designer um, Diaries? We weren't planning on any post-mortems for Emperor Edition. Everyone is so vocal in their, uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. In their passion for Emperor that, you know, there's nothing that we're not aware of. I mean, we realize on several levels that we just have not been doing the right job with Emperor Edition. Uh, and internally, we've done lots of post-mortems or autopsies. What went right with Emperor Dish? Because stuff did go right. I mean, 2012 was one of the best years L5R's right. ever had. Yep. That just didn't carry over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was there were some issues that happened. And on several levels, we made promises that we didn't keep. And so, um, and so, yeah. I mean, we're well aware of the stuff that's going on. We hear what the players have been saying. So no, I don't. I don't think that we'd probably be doing any kind of postmortems. But internally, we certainly are okay. doing a lot of that. Awesome. That's good to hear, even if you're not sharing that you are paying attention to these things. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, we do pay attention. Yeah. Sometimes people might not understand that we right. do. Just because like, you're not telling everyone doesn't mean you're not yeah, doing it. And I completely understand it, right? When I when I was on the other side and I'm screaming into the ether or whatever it might be, if I'm not getting any feedback back, it sounds like I'm not being heard. And maybe even a change comes out that's related to what I was talking about, but I not, might not be able to connect the two unless it's specifically pointed out. So I can understand the frustration, but we definitely do here. I mean, anybody who's ever look to post counts know that I'm the number one poster on the AEG forums. Like right. I am there all the time. Mm-hmm. I see this stuff. So and, and 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 I mean we're because of the way the community's built, we tend to all be friends with each other on Facebook and right. and just in other social networking areas. Mm-hmm. Uh on private forums and public forums and so interesting question I just thought of so you've you've said that you're doing the double sided strongholds yes. for draft. Are you gonna have double sided draft strongholds? 
draft strongholds will have a going first and a going second okay. aspect to them. Because like how the Emperor Edition did, where they were the backs of the cards. Right. Um, we're going to keep that same that same process going into Ivory Edition. So yeah, you know, we couldn't do dual sided, or else you would lose out on all the you know all the fun stuff you got on the other side. Right. All so those you, draft rules. Right. Cards you got on the other side. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the Kokus and the glories. I, I think I do have enough to back a deck in draft <laughs> rules. So you you are bringing the premium cards back then. The premium, yes, the premium cards uh, will be back in Ivory Edition, just like it was in Emperor. So you can draft right out of the packs. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, if you don't have anything else for me, I actually have something. Sure. To show you, and then we could talk about oh, awesome. it. Awesome. Ooh, show and tell. Uh, show and tell. So, new Imperial Assembly. We don't have Ooh. it fully up and running, but uh, do have at least a uh, a bit here that I can show you. I really appreciate how much work you guys have put into the website. Yeah. Especially just like a few years ago, it was so like, I don't know, I guess old school, and now it's, it's a really nice site. Yeah. We appreciate it. We have been... Working hard to try to get. Well, now everybody, of course, everybody looks online for resources. So when I point them to the website, it actually it's a very good, it's a good, very good it's impression. Good, right. Yeah, we tried to make it a much better resource than it was in the past. Looks very pretty, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's a few other claims. I don't have Phoenix. Boo. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't handle the Phoenix. <laughs> exactly. Explode everything. Okay. Well, those, those are very nice. Brian just showed us the upcoming Imperial Herald that, unfortunately, no idea when that'll actually come out, but it looks very nice right now. So. Yeah, it is supposed to be soon. I mean, the guy, the I, I shouldn't say guy, the team that is working on it, we just have one guy that's the contact, but the team that is working on it says they will have it very soon. We always worry when they say, oh, we promised this date. Right. Uh, right. Because uh, programming happens. Yeah, I, I'm in software so. development. I know how well pro- projected dates go. Yeah. But uh, we are looking at soon. I mean, as the guys here just saw, uh, we do have a, a private website set up to where we can log in. See, we got a few articles there, and you know we can log in and log out and go through a couple different points on the website. So right. they're working hard, literally, probably as we speak. Well, today's Saturday, but Saturday. So crack the whip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double time. What are you guys doing taking Saturday off? <laughs> awesome. So. With uh, this change to be an online periodical, how is it going to change with subscription? Is it going to be time-based, like from this from this month to this month for a year for access, or is it going to be four issues like it used to be? Because, I mean, doing a digital assembly comes with everything that you would imagine that would come with. We can do much more timely articles. We can do you know articles multiple times a week. We can have them coming out frequently. Uh, it's going to go to time-based as opposed to subscription-based. So, you know, you'd be paying for a year instead of four subscriptions. Right. One other thing that I think is going to be pretty cool that we're striving for, and this isn't 100% set in stone, but this is what we're aiming for, is we are going to have a free version of the assembly that everybody can join in and be a part of. Mm-hmm. And you can get some of the content. And then, the you know, the premium access or, you know, the, the behind-the-velvet-rope access for, right. you know, for the paid subscribers where you... Yeah, you, know, you get all the benefits of that. You you get to see more articles. You get more stuff. That's where you get you know the promos and all the all the perks of the assembly. But but I do like the fact that this is going to actually allow us to do a free imperial assembly where people could come in and maybe you know maybe they're new to the game right. and we you can put strategy articles specifically dedicated to new players mm-hmm. on there. Like here's what you should do with holdings on your first couple turns and right. personalities on your first couple right. turns and the first attack. You know you don't necessarily have to defend the first attack because. Odds are the attacker is going to have an advantage over you as the right. defender 
on the first attack, right? It's those types of things. Well, and also the other side of that, that when do you make your first attack if you're an attack deck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, right? Basic stuff that uh, a lot of us understand, but a new player could really get a benefit out of. And they could see that, you know, start learning some of that stuff, get better at the game, and then maybe when they're ready to get deeper and they, they're ready to sign up for the Imperial Assembly in full, they can do that. Right. So. Give them an idea of what they would be buying rather than just sight unseen. Yeah, exactly. Spend the money. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, I sense. mean, a rule book isn't going to tell you that you should probably flush your personalities early to get holdings and then flush your holdings later to get personalities. Right. right. The, the rule book is fat enough as it is without putting strategy in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think that's it. Do you have anything else? Uh, uh, I didn't have anything else. Um, okay. been a very good Gen Con. We had our, um, we had our game night last night, and this isn't really L5R related, but we had no, the game no, night last talk night. talk about whatever you want. We're not uh, L5R necessarily. No. Yes. No, I, yeah, you guys have uh, branched out much more from your roots, right. uh, which Chris, is awesome. Chris might yell at us, but whatever. <laughs> he's, <laughs> not he's, he's, not he's not here to stop us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw a few tweets from the big game night. There was just seemed to be a ton of people there. Yeah, there was. I mean, it sold out in three days when we put it up. And then we were able to get some extended spacing, but I mean, there was, I don't know, four or five hundred people there last night, and it was really, really awesome. It was a lot of fun. People playing games all night, and walking away with big boxes of swag, and everybody seemed happy, and it was just a really, really good environment. Especially because you had, like, gosh, what, four or five different games come out this Gen Con. Yeah, we had uh, Trains, we had Cards of the Dead, we had uh, Maximum Throwdown, Agent Hunter... Numenera, Romance of the Nine Empires. I mean, that was six, and I'm probably forgetting something. The straw was huge. reprint. The straw, yep, straws, uh, straw got reprinted. Yeah, I mean, we had the special edition, uh, love letter of Kanai. Right, you've got like eight different love letter editions now. <laughs> hey, every single one we can get is good. I love that I'm game. I'm not complaining. Yeah. That game is great. I think that's only number three, right? The Kanai, yeah, yeah. and then we got the L5R one coming I, out yes, for you guys. I'm, yes, I'm being hyperbolic, but yes. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for the L5R one. Uh, I mean, you guys saw the the scorpion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the scorpion guy. He's the number two, I think. Yeah. Um, it's easier for me to play by numbers rather than. <laughs> oh yeah, titles. totally. Um, Wh- whatever I play it, I offered him like uh, four. Referenced card four is. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially like uh, the playtests. They all had titles, and some of them changed around. So uh, like the Baron wasn't right. the three. I think the priest was the three. I don't even remember. Priest was two. Baron's three. Uh, now P- <laughs> priest is two. Baron's right. three. But in playtest. It were, or well, I mean the the pre-production wasn't even, but um, you know the like one of them changed number, so like it was even right. more confusing. The three wasn't the three, so yeah. So now it's uh, yeah. So I just I play a two. I'm playing a one, and I'm guessing you have a six. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's all I had. Okay, okay great. great. Well, thank, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank you guys yeah. for doing this. Uh, sure. As you do, we appreciate the support. Sure. Anytime. Absolutely. Thank you. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com or... You can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter. Strange Assembly, either place. Thanks for listening.